Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I am Darren Javad, chair of DivorceNet and uh, one of the hosts of Clean Break, the podcast. I'm here with Tina Murray, uh, my co-host and vice president of DivorceNet. Mm-hmm. So good morning, Tina. Good morning, Darren. And I'm so excited today. This is yeah. We're back in the saddle again. We've had a little bit of a break from uh, hosting podcasts. We have uh, an amazing uh, guest today with us. Do you want to introduce her? Sure, absolutely. So this morning on Clean Break, we have Shulamit Bear-Levto. She is a bunch of RASW, so I think you you might be able to explain that for us, but counselor and life coach, and you are the owner of Compassionate Support for Stressful Times. Welcome to the show, Shulamit. Hi, Tina. Hi, Darren. Hi, Shula. So let's get right into it, uh, Shula. We've—I know you probably know—we've changed our format a little bit from before. We tried mm-hmm. to make the show a little bit more uh, direct and uh, give as much advice as we can right off the start. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what makes you special in the community. I'm a social worker, and I work primarily with stress and trauma folks who've experienced and want to recover from stress and trauma or who are going through stressful situations and need some support so that they can come out the other end, not like hamburger, okay. <laughs> like a human being, you know, yeah. uh, and I'm the CEO of Chemphil's holistic stress and trauma clinic, compassionate support for stressful times. And we're the local resource for stress relief and trauma recovery. So we have a holistic, a range of holistic practitioners who can support people who are going through tough times. Excellent. In addition to counseling. Right. And you've been doing this for quite a long time, haven't you? I've been in private practice myself, working with stress and trauma since 2000-ish. Mm-hmm. The clinic is about a year and a half old. Okay, great. Great. Okay. All so. right. Well, we have some questions here uh, uh, for you, Shulami. Um, so I guess the first one is, how can a parent or say both parents help their children through a divorce emotionally? I, I'm sure that that is a huge thing for it both is. the parents, but also the kids. Yes. Yes. Well, it's it's tough for parents because no parent wants to do something that uh, makes things difficult for their kids, right? Even when divorce is the best possible outcome in the long run for all concerned, including kids, uh, it's it's a change and it's a loss, right? Because it's a shift, a big shift for kids. and. It, any change is experienced as loss to a certain degree, even good change. Like, let's say you're upgrading to a new home and it, the whole family's going, but it's a loss of your old home, your old neighborhood, your old habits and routines, maybe your old school or work, right? So even though you're happy about the move, there's still some grieving to do. So any change involves loss and all the more so uh, divorce for kids because it's a significant change uh, and a lot of loss for them and it's not something that they themselves have chosen. As I say, even though it's for their ultimate good. So no, and no parent, so there's two aspects to the answer to this question. One is the parent side and one is the kid's side. And the first aspect I wanna address because it's parents who are listening is just to say like, um, to recognize how difficult this is even when you know it's the right thing. It's painful and difficult because you're watching your children grieve. You're accompanying your children as they grieve. And um, 
you're a layperson. It's tough. And then in addition to it being tough as a layperson to accompany somebody who's having a hard time, it's double tough because you've got your own thoughts about yourself and your role in it that make it very difficult for you to be present to yourself. And to, most people blame themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you find uh, when it comes to children that sometimes parents will um, maybe try to shelter them too much or like hold back? Um, you know, maybe they don't let them grieve in a certain way or like, is there something that parents do that they should probably try to avoid when it comes to children? Sure. So I'm going to just take a step back and then come back to the, because this question ties into the answer to the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, So for parents, the first thing is to be kind to yourself. Instead of beating yourself up and saying, oh, I'm a crappy parent. This is terrible. I'm bad for hurting my children, blah, blah, blah. And again, even if it's for their good, you're still blaming yourself because your children are experiencing pain as a result of your actions, right? Mm. So rather than blame yourself, be kind to yourself. Just say, it's okay to feel this way. Yes, this is difficult. Yes, I'm having a hard time. Yes, I'm going to feel like crap. It's okay. And sort of like metaphorically hug yourself. Mm. And the same thing applies to kids as a parent. When kids are having their emotions around the divorce or any of the changes related to it, you say the same, same thing to them. Yes, of course, this is so hard. Of course, you're having a hard time. Of course, you're going to feel like crap. I'm here with you. And when you talk to yourself that way and give yourself sort of like a metaphorical um, hug, you're, you're here with yourself. And you want to offer that same kind of accompaniment to the kids. Yes, you're ha- this is happening for you. This is true. This is how it is for you. And I'm here with you because the worst aspect of painful emotions is being alone with them. Absolutely. So accompany yourself as a parent and that gives you the capacity to accompany the kid. So in response to your second question, which is, is there something parents do that is less than helpful? Uh, You know, it comes from the heart. They want to help. It's not like they're, they're really making their best effort. And at the same time, it can be less than helpful, right? Mm-hmm, right. So often parents will say, don't cry, don't worry, it'll be okay, mm-hmm. right? And these are good things to say. And first you want to say, I understand that you're upset. Of course you're upset. It's okay. I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. And after they've had their, their upsetness flow through them, then you can say, I'm here with you. I'm taking care of this. I'm making sure that things will be okay for you in the future. You can, you know, like just, but the acknowledgement comes first and then the reassurance. Mm-hmm. I think those are some powerful statements you just made because I think mm-hmm. sometimes, I know for my kids, and I mean, this is, doesn't have to do with divorce, but I mean, you're always trying to shelter them. So you're right. only saying the things that, like, you're saying the positive things. You're almost trying to filter out yes. anything negative. Yes. Give them yes. a sunshine and roses. Yeah, and they know from their own experiences mm-hmm. that life isn't like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They know that there is, there's some serious negative trauma that's happening to the parent. Mm-hmm. So I think what you said was really powerful because you're basically giving permission to the parents to say, it's okay, acknowledge the fact that you're, be, you're going through a painful situation and that they yeah. are and that you'll, they're going to work it through together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget, and I, I think not even just through divorce, but sometimes, you know, you think about a child comes home from school and are just misbehaving and just not, not you know, just giving you grief, I guess, is the best way to yes. put it. And, and your initial reaction is, why are you behaving like this? And then, yes, yes. And then you go, okay, wait a minute. When I have a bad day, 
I can misbehave in my own way. And so we have to give these kids, acknowledge to these kids that, okay, are you having a bad day? What can I do to help? Do you want to have a bath? Do you want to, you know, have a cuddle? Do you want to have, and I think that in life in general, but particularly when, when you're going through a divorce, because kids don't know how to express it. They don't mm-hmm. know how to tell you, I'm feeling really crappy right now. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All Because of the brain development, well, it has to do with emotional intelligence. And on the mm-hmm. adult side of things, we um, may not know how to articulate what's happening, so we only behave. Um, an emotionally intelligent adult who has learned how to bring the information from the body and into the mind can articulate, and that's really helpful. And that's what we want to help our children learn to do. Right. However, brain development, so we coach them in that all the line, all along the line, and their brain development limits their capacity to express what's happening uh, through language. And so, as you say, Tina, they behave. Mm-hmm. It's in quotation marks acting out. I hate that term mm-hmm. because it's very, um, it very blaming. Mm-hmm. Um, negative. Because again, it's very negative. Because again, it's all they've got, and they're doing their best to communicate to you, um, and it's up to us as adults to interpret the mm-hmm. communication. Right. Yeah, right. Well, and so, as you see, when people are, when people are, when anybody is misbehaving, the first question is, "Oh, honey, what's going on?" Mm-hmm. Right. Something must be upsetting you. Let's let's sit together and and you know you say you could say that to your friend or to a stranger. I mean, the stranger might think you're a little weird, but <laughs> you know it's a nice way to connect. And especially with kids, if there's so-called acting out, it's acting out their emotions. Right. They're it's like like theater. Mm-hmm. They can't communicate, so they have to they have to demonstrate. Right. Sheila, you uh, actually touched on something there that I think is interesting, and it leads to a question that I have. Um, what What are a couple coping coping mechanisms or skills that you would give a parent to help try to help uh, impart on the on their children? So, like, what are some tools that you you might say to a parent how to how to how to speak to their children about this? Uh, here's some things that they can do. Like how? How the child. Like, so I know one of the things you did in the past for adults, and I know you said, you know, like when you're getting stressed and your day is getting long and you're flipping your lid a little bit is, you know, one of the most impactful things you told me to do was to, to sit in front of a window and let the sunshine, you know, just uh, yes. go over me. And that was a, that's a coping skill for me, mm-hmm. right? So when I get stressed, yeah. Yeah. I actually think about that and think of you re- recommending that. Where I'm going is what would you recommend to a, to a, a, a parent and what to, to say to their children as a coping skill? Yeah, so I think the main thing is like the family as a whole, it would be important for the family as a whole to engage in stress reduction activities. Like you said, having um, momentary breaks from stimulation to sit quietly, to have some opportunity to move in an enjoyable way, go for walks, go play, go to the park, go swimming, do fun stuff, dance, dance around the house, all mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And also, um, like the accompaniment uh, that, like the real, the most, it sounds kind of like vague and, and overly simple, but really the most important thing is taking time outs when people are upset mm-hmm. together okay. in company. You know, um, you know, I would have to say that that is bang on, bang on. Like, and I, I know you're the professional, not me, but 
like I know for my own life that you know sometimes if I have to get up from my desk and just go for a walk mm -hmm. like a walk around the building yeah. um, or like you know uh, last week my husband at 11 o'clock at night with one of the boys decided to just start playing music and he was air guitaring and then and then grabbed a hockey stick and we were dancing around and he was playing the fiddle and That's on his the hockey best stick thing ever. and it was it was such a, a huge I, I lift up, you mm -hmm. know, and it didn't have to, it, you know, it was fun. And, and boy, did we ever feel pretty good about it after we, after we were done, right? 20 exactly. minutes, you know, and I think that it's not to downplay the importance of their emotions. It's not to downplay the importance of what they're feeling. But I think at the, you know, if we can sometimes just getting those good things, those good endorphins yes. coming out, will mm -hmm. open up the door to be able to discuss it a little further. Yes. yes. So it's a two pronged approach and you're right. Tina, it's, it's a both and situation, not an either or. Hmm. So that when they're upset, you're, you're accompanying them in their upsetness. And then at a, some point, uh, some other point during the day, maybe after their emotions have passed and they feel, and you can sense that the kid wants to play or be goofy or whatever, or maybe just at some point later in the day, like as to make a point once a day of having some silly time together right? That mm -hmm. you're right, that it, it needs, because that's what nourishes and lifts us up in the mm -hmm. face and helps, like, we call it resilience, right? So that we have a little bit of bounce in the face of difficulty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I think as, as we get older, and this is something interesting that I kind of noticed, uh, was life imparts filters on you mm -hmm. as you get older, right? So yes. when there's, you have little children who are like five, six, seven, eight years old, and they do silly things there's a certain almost like point where as adults you start saying you know well you shouldn't do that that's silly yeah. you know and then when kids do it yeah. you think it's cute yeah. and then at some point we as adults start imparting filters on right. kids yeah. and start pushing down their yeah. silliness mm -hmm. that you're just saying mm -hmm. so uh, I remember I'll never forget when I was young I played football and one of the coaches brought his six-year-old daughter and said okay all the football team have to do exactly what my daughter does on the football field. So we were running, and so she's running around, throwing herself on, uh, on the grass, rolling around, just being totally silly. I swear to God, best workout I've ever had. It was, <laughs> it's, like, it's like I did two hours of yoga, for God's sake. This little girl, she's doing cartwheels, and we were all, all in full equipment. We're trying to do everything she was doing. But I just, that was a real kind of epiphany moment for me, because mm -hmm. I kind of realized that as we get older, we kind of say, don't be silly, don't do those things, don't don't express yourself because you have to be an adult, right? Mm -hmm. And I just I love hearing what you just said about the air guitar because I think it I think it's important for people to kind of just let things go, like yeah. just release and not care what people think right. sometimes, you know? Yes. So. Yes, I agree. Yeah. There's something there's something really important that I want to get in. I want to circle back to the question you asked about um, things parents do in in the name of protecting their kids. Uh, that's less that are less than helpful yeah and this is like so 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 important I can't emphasize it enough is transparency around your emotions mm. so it's like mm. it's going to be obvious that you are upset hurt frustrated angry sad kids know because I mean you could use the word energy in quotation marks but you know how it is to be in a room with somebody who's angry even when you're not like a woo-woo energy person you can feel you can sense you know right what's going on with that other person mm -hmm. and then you start to ask yourself questions like uh did i do something wrong are they pissed right. at me or you might ask you might be like on tenterhooks like i can see that this person is upset are they gonna uh take it out on me like how are they going to respond right so kids know just like we know 
that something's going on with the other people in the room. And when parents say, mommy's fine, daddy's fine, no, no, it's fine, that is so problematic for a children, a child's mental health. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying tell your children everything. I don't think they should be exposed to the details of the situation, but on an emotional level, mm-hmm. it's so important in the moment. Like, let's say you're scrambling to get out the door for school and work, and you are at the end of your rope, and there's, you know, you're, you're, you're just going to lose your crap and you're just trying to get out the door and the kids like mom you know like what's what's going on and you go it's fine it's fine let's just go what i would recommend i know you're trying to protect them i know that you're trying to be efficient and i know that you're trying to protect the child from emotions but the most up from upsetting them you know but the most important thing we can do is let our children see that we are having a hard time mm-hmm. and we are okay mm-hmm. So in a situation like that, we can take a moment, take a breath, say to them, yes, actually, I am sad. Or yes, actually, I'm pretty frustrated today. It, it, it relates to other things in my life. Um, and it's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be okay. Thanks for asking. Then you give them a hug and you go on your way. I, I think it's hard for us to acknowledge that. It, sometimes it's hard for us to acknowledge that's why we're feeling like this, right? The anger that yes. you have you know, today you can't deal with it. Tomorrow the child could do the exact same thing and it's no big deal, right? So it's not necessarily, and I think that as as adults, that as parents, we have a hard time expressing that. So that's really good advice because I think if we can show the child, yes, I am feeling sad and upset, um, we want to protect our kids because we don't want them to know we're hurt. But like you say, there is energy. They know, they feel it. And so... I, that's really good. I think getting into our own minds and knowing why are we feeling this way um, oh, yes. is probably really almost key to that, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yes, so. That's the first step. Um, and that's where support comes in. That's where getting help from a friend, a clergy person, a therapist, um, some trusted friend, person, lay person or some trusted professional mm-hmm. can help, can, can hold you up so you can hold your kids up kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. Yeah. That kind of leads me, that leads me in actually right to my next question really quick, Shula, is can you, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. We're trying to keep it on a a very tight time frame and we appreciate everything that you've shared with us. It's amazing. Uh, Can you tell people how to get a hold of you? Sure. One last point quickly on the last question. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Redirected me. It's all right. Go for it. (laughs) Um, The reason that it's harmful to children's mental health is that Telling them that what they think and see is not true mm. t- t- uh, um, right. leads to them not trusting themselves and their own gut instincts about what's right and, or what's happening in the situation. And that mortgages their ability to um, take care of themselves in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. We great. want what we say and do to be in alignment with what's actually happening so that they get that sense of alignment and go, yes, I can trust my gut. I know when something's up. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we as a parent deny what the kid is seeing, then that messes with their head and then it, it handicaps their ability to care for themselves later. Yeah. Very good point. So good point. Uh, you can reach me, CompassionateSupport.ca is the clinic website. We have an Instagram account, Compassionate underscore support. We also have a Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com slash Stress and Trauma Clinic. Uh, phone number 613-868-9642 and email is info at compassionatesupport.ca. 
That's amazing. Fantastic. Thank you, Sh- yeah. uh, thank you, Shula. I appreciate you being on the show. And I just want to remind all the listeners uh, that there are multiple episodes of uh, the podcast online. Mm-hmm. So don't be shy. Get online. Check out our other podcasts and all the amazing, uh, talented people that we have on the show. Mm-hmm. Such for- good resources. Yeah, amazing resources. Thank have, you. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, expert advice made simple.